Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's MJ. Hope everybody's having a lovely Wednesday. MJ was just letting me route, like, Whoa, pour out you, the words out of my mouth. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, a, shit, we gotta record. We were on a roll. So I was like, fuck it, I'll let her go. I was telling a good story, too. You were telling a good story. Um, What's new in the book world? I'm took your line, but it's fine uh don't I don't for me I have absolutely no idea like I am not the person to ask this question right now (laughs) um (laughs) I don't know uh what is going on in the book world Stevie well I got book mail yesterday so that was fun that's actually what we were talking about before um I told my good story (laughs) yeah and that was what we're talking about before we press record um I'm being I'm a reading writing. a new book. Okay, yeah, go pop off on that. Go ahead. I'm be- I can't. I don't know the title yet because she hasn't come out with the title. Is this Brianna? <laughs> no. Who is it? Alexis. Oh shit. Okay. I am beta reading her new book, which comes out her not her new one. Her new one comes out December thirteenth. If anybody's watching, go shout out to that because that's uh, Men of the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Um, but the next series releases in January, and that book is part of like a Alpha Special Forces series. Mm-hmm. It's supposed. It's really good already. Like I'm, I'm intrigued. I like army books, like ones with military. I'll tell you right now. I was looking at. I so I so everybody knows about T Swizzle and her new album or whatever, right? And I was asking for recommendations of like songs that feel like all too, like of books that feel like all too well, right? Um, And my recommendation for that was this army book, Fighting for Absolution. And I fucking forgot who it's by, but it is the most phenomenal army. And I'm not even an army military person. And it- Okay, so if anybody, okay. So if you want one like that, that also is military because it, yeah. it it doesn't it's not a large part of military but it has to do with a military widow yeah i i don't want to call her a widow though because it was a, her boyfriend it wasn't necessarily her husband and normally if you're a widow you're you're married yeah um but it is called the reality of everything and it's by rebecca yaros it's yeah. part of her faded so- glory faded faded something something and glory flags and glory or something but it's a whole series. And when I tell you there's a particular scene yeah. in this book that gives me chills, I oh, literally God. fall apart every time I read this book into like massive sobs. The first time I read it, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I'm sobbing with a box of Kleenexes and I'm eating a bowl of ice cream. And I had my Kindle out. My eyes were all puffy. It was not a good look. Honestly, that's how I feel about Fighting for Absolution. It's literally one of the best army books ever. It's one. Of, it's a really good angsty book. Like if you're looking to cry, that's where to go, buddy. It fucked me up for days. Who also, 
Look Fuck every single one of you who recommended when life happened or some shit. Cat messaged me after I posted it because I was like, oh, I haven't read this one. I'll have to read it. And Kat was like, uh, you'll regret it. And I read that shit. And fuck all y- you guys for recommending me that shit. I cried like a baby. Is this it? Kate McCarthy? Oh, that's the fighting for absolution. You'll love that one. But yeah, that book fucked me up, dude. Fucked me up hard. Oh, it's on Candle Unlimited. Yeah. And free so for free. I. I downloaded it. <laughs> it's really, it's totally worth it. You know me, I like books that make me cry. Don't, I'm too fucking prepare yourself. I'm a and hardcore so, person that likes to cry. I get it. All right. Um. Oh God, I'm yawning. It's late. <laughs> I think our guest is late, so. Um. Hold up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull up her. Uh, bio and read it and this is a pretty simple name that I, I literally cannot fuck it up so I'm kind of excited about it love the cover of the book we're going to be talking about by the way there's actually two of them that we're talking about I well one of the books we're talking about which one um paper hearts yeah super pretty book I love that I love the cover of paper hearts I like the one of um see through too which is uh the rockstar romance book that she has yeah really pretty cover of that too all right so our guest is going to be Brittany taylor uh um she writes sexy heart-clenching romance and currently lives in connecticut with her husband two adorable sons she's addicted to starbucks iced coffee diet coke and outlander Sounds so, like you. <laughs> I know, right? So let's go check out and talk to uh, Brittany about all things books. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Brittany Taylor, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. We I'm are excited. Oh my God, I'm so glad that you're excited. We're excited. Um, there's something sticky on my beer and I just like wiped it on myself and just ignore me. I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all over the place today. <laughs> I know. It's just been a day. It's only Wednesday, people. It's only Wednesday. Um, <laughs> super excited to chat. Um, we're going to kick things off. CB, are you doing highlighted questions or am I doing highlighted questions? You're doing highlighted questions. Okay, cool. Well, Stevie's going to kick us off with some questions about your books in particular. Um, and we're going to go from there. Sounds good. All right. We're going to talk about paper hearts first because that released this year. At least I I think love love that cover. The cover's stunning. We were literally just talking about this cover. Yeah. So pretty. And we love enemies to lovers. Oh, that's like all I write now. (laughs) My crack. That's my crack cocaine right there, baby. I love a good and like I love angsty enemies to lovers. If they hate each other for a good portion of the book, then sign me up. Same. Because Same. normally the sex is really good afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your inspiration for this story? So for Paper Hearts, it is the only book that I had a dream about. Um, it was like clear as day to me. Yeah. I woke up and I had this dream um, of the title Paper Hearts. And, um, I knew that I wanted to write one and I was trying to think of like, okay, how, how do I involve paper hearts? Like I just feel it. 
So I went to Starbucks because I will choose Starbucks over Dunkin' Donuts any day. Um, I live in New England and that's probably (laughs) not right to say. It's fine. fine. I mean, listen, I'll be honest with you. I don't like either of them, but if I had to choose, it's probably going to be Starbucks. Yeah. (laughs) I was in the Starbucks drive-thru lane and my sister-in-law was visiting from Texas. So I got us a couple of coffees and I get home and I walk through the door and I said, I have their story. This is exactly it. And I got right to it. So it was from a dream in the Starbucks drive-thru lane. (laughs) I honest to God want to know what the people are like, what are you doing before you go to bed that are giving you these dreams? Because I'm not having these type of dreams (laughs) and I would appreciate it if I could get a little help. I, my, my dad told me that. So listen, this is like TMI, but I don't even care. My dreams are fucking off the wall. And my dad told me it was because I, so I took acid back in the day and my dad was like, it's because the acid has, is like, is still like in your brain. That's why you have fucking weird dreams. And I was like, I don't want to know how you know that, but like, that's not it. And he was like, trust me, trust me. I know. Like I'm, he's like, I'm, I'm like older. I'm like way old in age and you fucking, I still have weird dreams because of the acid. And I'm like, <laughs> All right, Dad. Good talk. Good talk. You didn't know. You didn't know about your father. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, but good talk, buddy. That's glad we had that conversation. Uh, but yeah, well, unfortunately, know. that's the only book I've had a dream about. So it doesn't happen all the time. I'm not well, what sure. What did you do before you went to bed that night? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> well, if you remember, message it to me, and I'll try it. Okay. Um, all right. So, what made you want to turn Charlie and Asher into an enemies to lovers who eventually? eventually get their second chance at forever um so I had never written a true enemies to lovers um there are a couple books where I kind of like dance around that trope but I never really dove into it and as far as like second chance um that I never really written that either until um my debut novel is kind of a second chance in that because when I think of second chance, a lot of readers take it differently. But when I think of second chance, I think like you have a second chance at love, not yeah. giving your first love a second chance. I get so, you. Yeah. yeah, if that makes sense. <laughs> so both um, of them being that way, though. Yeah. Like I th- like if I hear second chance, it's either one or the other. I don't care. Yeah. I don't. I just like second chance as long as they like were where in some type of as long as they knew each other at some point and then left each other at some point and then came back to each other second chance second chance <laughs> I don't I'm not really picky about it <laughs> yeah so I wanted to really take the chance and the opportunity to t- to actually take on that trope mm-hmm. of both and kind of meld them together did you like it I did paper hearts was truly one of the easiest books for me to write so I wrote it in the fastest time. <laughs> I want an easy book to write. I want to do that. She doesn't know what e- writing easy books is like. <laughs> I think I do. Like when I started, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a breeze. And then I'm like, fuck my life. <laughs> yeah. And then it's a bummer when her. we get to other ones. What'd it's a say? bummer when, oh, sorry. No, go, go, go. What, I was not talking about, what did you say? Oh, I was saying it's a bummer when you get to other books because then you think that they're all going to be like that and then oh, they're yeah. not. And you're like, oh my God. I'm waiting for that. I see all these authors post, right? I'm waiting for that day when I have that story where they're like, oh my God, it flew off my fingers. I wrote it in two weeks. I'm like, when is this going to happen for ne- me? For you? Like, never. How, it's like, do I need a subscription to get that? Did y'all get that on Amazon? Like, how the fuck is this happening? Is it because I have mental illness? 
Is that why it's not happening to me? Like genuinely, that's how I feel. <laughs> it will never happen for you. Probably not. You know, you are way too indecisive. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I've accepted it. It's fine. Look, I get phone calls at four o'clock in the morning from her <laughs> with don't. story ideas. Please don't expose me like that. But it's fine. Anyways, look, I'm your PA. I'm allowed to expose you. <laughs> if anybody's allowed to do it, it's me. You would be correct. So was there anything that was that was challenging while writing Charlie's character? Um, surprisingly, not that I can really think of. Charlie is the strongest female character I've ever written. And I loved her. I felt yeah. like she knew exactly what she wanted to say and do. And she did not fight me at all. So there really wasn't anything challenging about her. We love so, the character. We love, yeah. We love queen energy. I love that. Yeah, she truly is my strongest. <laughs> um, so what would you say was your favorite part of writing their story? <sighs> I loved writing their, because I, I wrote it in like the now and thens. I think I sprinkled about six then chapters in there. Yeah. And it was fun exploring their relationship before and getting like the dynamic it was when they were teenagers versus as adults. Um, and that's what I enjoyed the most. Um, I had never really written characters that young before. Yeah. Um, so it was nice to get that, like sneaking through the window and not wanting to wake the parents and leaving the, you know, I don't want to go too far into this story. I'm not going to ruin it. <laughs> no, but I, that's like one of my favorite, that's my favorite thing, right? Like I, I, I'm a sucker. I don't even give a shit. I'm a sucker for like a, like high school, like the senior year, like grad, just graduated vibe. I fuck, I'm a sucker. I'll read them all the fucking time. I love them so much because of that exact reason. Like yeah. Like, it was fun writing that for once. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. All right. CV take it away, pal. I just read so, the, I did four. You do five. What are you talking about, Willis? Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> Listen, now, now I'm not doing the highlighted ones. I know. We, we, we messed it all up. It's fine. <laughs> no. Anyways, sorry. She fucked me up. Okay. So we are huge Rockstar Romance fans. And we want to chat a bit about the Rockstar Romance called See Through. Okay. Yes. So for listeners who maybe haven't read this book, can you give us like a brief synopsis? So See Through is about a journalist named Lane. And the book starts off with her bombing this interview and she's going back to her hotel room because she traveled from Maine. Yeah. Her interview was in Boston. Her friend told her about it last minute. Um, and she didn't do very well because she doesn't know the person that she was interviewing the job for. Yeah. <laughs> and the job was for her to write a story about him. And when she gets back to her hotel room, she finds a guy outside of his room across from hers banging on the door and the door opens, another piece of clothing flies at him. And then he confronts her, finds her staring at him as he's shirtless, having all these pieces of clothing thrown at him. And he tells her, how much do I have to pay you to not take a picture of me? And she's like, why would I do that? Yeah. And they kind of get in this conversation and he offers to, cause she drops her bottle of wine and, and food that she has. And he offers yeah. to buy it for her and they strike up this conversation, have a one night stand. And then the next day she finds out that she did get the job because the person that they wanted was somebody who did not know him. Yeah. There's a big up and coming rock star 
um, that's about to go on his cross-country tour. Listen, I feel like I've lived this fantasy in my head 18,000 million times. Every single time. Listen, this is the fanfic of my dreams, okay? I have read so many Harry Styles fanfictions where it's like, you have, like, I am prepared. Like, if I ever meet Harry Styles, I don't know how I'm going to pull it off, but (laughs) I... I am going to pretend like I don't know him because obviously those are the women that get their attention. However, I got to wear long sleeves because I have a tattoo that he, that's on his body that I got because it's on his body. So uh, we're going to have to just mark that up as a coincidence. But I love I love books like that. They help me relive like it's a dream. It's a dream to run into a rock star and him be like, yeah, you're the one. It's like, yeah. Oh. I don't think I'm what you're looking for, buddy, but I appreciate it in this book. (laughs) (laughs) So what was your favorite part about writing their story? Oh, I would say it was just the back and forth between them. Yeah. I mean, and, and also Spencer, I love his, his fierce, um, and his conviction and standing and I'm going to protect everything about my life and I don't care who gets in my way. Like he has this wall. And he just kind of keeps it from everybody. And Lane's trying to figure out what it is. And yeah, (laughs) rock stars are our favorites, man. We we love us rock stars. Yeah, and I noticed um, music plays. I know this isn't a writing question, but music plays a lot of part in my writing. Yeah, and even so much that um, even with my newest book, I kind of like use music in it. And it was a lot of fun to write see-through. And that's the only rock star romance I have, but there's other books that have notes of music in it I'm woven so, into it. I love that. Okay, first of all, listen. You yeah, sorry, I kind of went off topic No, there. you're totally fine. You should see how detailed my Spotify playlists are. And I, I'm genuinely so OCD about it that like, okay, I make a playlist for like one book, right? Yep. I even tried to listen to that playlist for a current book I was writing. Oh shit. Right? You, you make a my, whole different one and you change oh, up the music. My brain will short circuit. Okay. And I have been trying, right? Well, I mean, it was easy. I really feel like my characters are like living human beings inside my head. Like they're very real to me. Um, and I had been realizing that most of my male characters are very into like rock music. Okay. <laughs> Just like you know just very and like some of them vary like some are like really into like punk rock some are into like 80s rock like they're all very just like some's into death metal like some they're very rockish right and this character I'm currently writing he's like straight gangster he's a straight (laughs) and I was like like, oh my god I love it people on they're gonna listen to this Spotify playlist and be like what in the fuck is she listening to I'm like I'm not listening to it that's what Rook listens to Rook is gangster in these streets um so like it's like a bunch of like rap music some of it I I literally googled underground rap music on Spotify and like the amount of playlists that pop up for that it's amazing you 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 cannot even believe the amount of music I have found from doing that Um, have you ever read a dark romance with rock music just come to her and ask oh yeah I have so many I have so many um so if you could pick one of your books to, be- oh my God, you gave me this fucking question. If you could pick one of your books to become a TV slash movie, like TV series slash movie, which would you choose and who would you cast for lead roles? This is such a tough question. Mostly for the it part always of who is. Really <laughs> Authors hate answering this question, but we do it anyway. Me included. 
So can I do like movie separate from TV series? Yeah, yes. sure. Pop okay. off. Um, <clears throat> so I think Paper Hearts would make a great movie. Mm-hmm. I think mostly just because of the then and now chapters and just their story in general. I just think it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, and the conflict between them. Um, as far as a series, I think my Back to Me series, my romantic suspense would be a great series because I just love the darkness to it. I and love it dark. I love yeah. that. That's my, that's my shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think just that would be so much fun. As far as like cast, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Story of my life. It's because I, like- I, I don't picture them as with, people. Yeah. No, I'm definitely picking as people, but they're real. Like, it's like, okay, it's like saying, for example, it's like when people make movies based off of real life individuals, right? Like, um, fucking Kristen Stewart is, is Princess Diane, right? Yeah. So it's like, even though Kristen Stewart is similarly looking to Princess Diane in this movie, she's still not fucking Princess Diane, right? That is how I feel in my head with my characters. So it's like, no matter who I cast these people, they're not going to look like who I see in my head because these are real fucking people up here. That's true. (laughs) In my my schizophrenic state, for Christ's sake, if anybody ever listened to conversations that I have like on my own, I would be committed immediately. (laughs) Immediately. So if I ever go on a mental breakdown, I need everybody to like tell them that, hey, like she's not schizophrenic. She just writes fictional characters that's it (laughs) (laughs) so what is next for you as we round out 2021 and go into 2022 I totally butchered that but 2021 and 2021 (laughs) I knew what you meant (laughs) going into the from here on out I was like we are not repeating this fucking year again no read the question I'm aware (laughs) we're not repeating it again no (laughs) Um, so I finally, I finally just, I would say probably two weeks ago, figured this out. So, um, I turned my next release, the rules of heartbreak releases on December 2nd. I just had my cover reveal the other day. Love that cover. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I am in love with that cover. Um, I turned it into a series. So I actually have um, those two are planned for next year. And then um, I do have a couple anthology pieces that I'm a part of. So I have to start working on those. So it's a battle for who wants to come first. <laughs> My life, literally. The second book has already started, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love, who did you, did you find that cover model or like, did somebody find it? It's a, it's one of the, the stock photos, but he was buried. I had to search. <laughs> that is a stock photo. You're lying. <laughs> what stock? I wish it was custom, but no, it's, it was stock. Um, I well, had to off, search. Obviously I would never, t- I would never take it. Obviously. I mean, cause what, but- after the first five pages, you're like, oh, I give up. I can't look anymore. But no, this guy had to go like, you know, deep, deep, deep. <laughs> Where, what stock site did you find him on? Uh, Shutterstock. There's no fucking way. I have literally been through Shutterstock ninety billion times for cover. I, my Listen, I, eyes all pop out of my head. <laughs> I'm looking for the next one because I'm using the same designer, Amanda. She's amazing, Amanda Shepard. And um, I was looking for a guy with glasses, a shirtless. Yeah. I mean, the guy that fits, you know, the series, mm-hmm. and a hot guy. 
with glasses impossible to find so i'm gonna have to dig for this one ask her she can like photoshop glasses onto somebody or i'll just make him wear contacts honestly i have i i say that i haven't found any but i did find one on shutterstock that i really like i feel like the key of finding of finding those are finding the photographers on shutterstock and really i never tried it that way yeah no no no. so like i don't like type in photographers but what i'll do is is like even if i if okay if i see a guy and the picture itself is very like vibe like i'm like oh okay i like this vibe we have here even though you're not fitting what my character description i'll click on the shutterstock image and look at the photographer's portfolio because if i like one photo by him i'm usually keen to like all of them um, yeah, and that's how I find like most of my fucking Shutterstock images is doing that, and it works. Ah, nice. I usually do like the same model. That way, I look yeah, at his yeah, whole collection. Too. Maybe he's not in a pose I want, or you know. Yeah, and sometimes in the angles, it's like, oh my god, this one angle. If look, now you gave Brady a new idea. She's gonna go look for the photographer that took that picture. <laughs> do it. <laughs> that's it's a good idea. More. Do it. It'll work. But Watch no, me not be able to find that picture again. <laughs> It's like it's like literally like if you could just turn your face just like this much you know like you just want to be able to be like god if you could just shift your body to the left a little bit this would be perfect as i said if you could just wear glasses on this shot <laughs> we would be in we'd be in good shape but it just i'm telling you that's what happened with cat when we were looking for um founded on temptations cover yep like we had a hard time and the one that she wanted was like eight hundred dollars and she was not spending that obviously um so yeah, we had to keep looking and she finally found one that we fell in love with and she used him and now she's like now I gotta find book three like how do I find him <laughs> $800 is actually low-key kind of a steal because like some people it's like fucking 25 a lot I mean if she couldn't have found anybody else she probably would have spent it because she would have made her money back for it yeah since fog did so well with the first book in the series and she probably would have done it, but she got really lucky with finding the one that she found. He's in like Brazil or something like that, and he is gorgeous. No, but ten out of ten, do the more from this artist. It'll work. It'll work. <laughs> I, promise. I promise. All right, so we're gonna shift gears and move to writing questions. So, uh, are you a plotter, a pantser, or like somewhere in between? I would say I'm somewhere in between. Okay. So I started off with pantsing it. <laughs> I kind of just winging that shit. Yeah, I'm winging it. The first, the first chapter usually kind of comes to me, and then I just wing that for a few chapters. But then it gets to a certain point where it's like, I don't know if I can keep this up. I'm getting confused, and so that's when I start plotting. Listen, I. I can never, I could never, I could never be like that loosey goosey with my with writing. I can never just be like, you know what? I'm gonna sit down and just let it go. I could fucking never. <laughs> I wish I could. I really do, but I, it's just never. It's never gonna happen for me ever. I think I'm. I'm way too much of a control freak, and I didn't realize that I was until I started this career. But apparently yeah, I am. Oh, she is. Apparently, yeah. but it's fine. It's all right. We're we're working on it. <laughs> I feel like each way is a blessing and a curse. Yeah. You know, you love the freedom of not having it, but then sometimes, like, I wish that I had written down certain traits or features of each of my characters so I remembered because sometimes I'll get their eye color switched up and then I have to go back and go wait is that what how I did it <laughs> I should have written I'm that down give you a little, I'm gonna give you a little tip here 
I tell you, this is the best thing that has ever happened. Oh, she's getting ready to try to sell you on Scrivener. No, yes, two things actually. So, what do you write on? Like, what is your? I write on my I am a PC girl. So, write on like your. Oh, word. Yeah, word. Trash. (laughs) I've heard of Scrivener. No, no, no. Let me sell it to you real quick. Scrivener is seriously for plotting. For no, no, no. PC Mac doesn't matter. Oh. uh it's a one-time fee you buy it one time and it's like relatively cheap i think it's like 49 dollars. 49 oh. bucks one time fee only buy it one time and you get all the updates every single time it updates doesn't charge you anything like that but basically it is the best for plotters and pantsers and planters because it allows you to customize everything that you want and instead of doing like okay like having one document open for character outline and another document open for your outline in general and and, uh, another document open for teasers or another document open for your manuscript, you can compile all of it into one thing. And so you have like little tabs that you can click on for your outline, for your teasers, for your manuscript, everything. I literally have compiled an entire series into one document. And it is the most amazing thing. And you can, and you can go in there and like, when you finish writing, you can go in and like select your view and you can edit it and it'll turn your uh, words red. So you can see like what edit you're on. Yeah. Oh, that sounds cool. The best. It's about like character profiles and everything. Oh yeah. Well, that's because I'm OCD, but, (laughs) and then on top of it, another thing that I think would help in not like forgetting like traits or anything like that. And like, Cause you know, you get, you're writing it and like they go with, you go oh with the God, here goes the like, character okay. interviews. He has green eyes and you just forget it. Do character interviews and you don't have to necessarily do them as detailed as mine is, but a hundred and some questions. <laughs> I find that it, I find that if you open up a document and you do uh, have like character questions um, and you, you doggy, like basically you're the interviewer and you're asking your characters these questions. And when you document all this, you just leave it in that document. So you can pull it up and be like, okay, so he has black hair. He has, you know, blue eyes. He acts like this. He says this word that he was born here and it, and it helps. And it plus, yeah. it helps you know, your characters a little bit more. And I like to do it cause I'm crazy, but <laughs> she's got 140 some questions. 42. 42 142 so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> she answers every single one of them too yes that's yes. awesome though <laughs> yes and I get complimented for my character driven novels all the time Stevie so no I it's a good thing anyways do you have any interesting writing quirks like when you sit down to write do you have to like eat Twizzlers or like wear a certain pair of socks or something So my thing started when I, um, it's not really like quirky and weird. I don't know. I could probably be a little bit more weird. Um, but I started when I was writing paper hearts Mm -hmm. and this kind of goes with what you're saying. Like on Scrivener, you can have the outline typed up. I don't type up my outlines. Um, I have like a, (laughs) I have a friends or golden girls notebook. I know that's kind of silly, but like, (laughs) maybe that's my little quirky, weird thing. I don't know. Um, they're like my two, one of some of my two favorite shows. And so I have to have a Sharpie pen and it's the only pen that I feel like is organized in my writing. Like if I use another kind of pen to try to outline it's sloppy and I don't know what I'm writing, but Sharpie pen for some reason. (laughs) So are you like a ballpoint type gal or like the sharp end? It's like, it's like the fine point. I mean, I could probably get one for you. Here, it's right here. here. 
have to be like, is it this one that I never use? So it's like this fine point. Oh, I have the same pen. I have the same <laughs> pen and I don't know where it is right now, but I have the same one. I will literally hallucinate if I cannot find it because it's my favorite pen in the whole world. Yeah. So yeah. I have to have like oh, this golden girl's notebook. And I love that. And it has like a quote on it. You know, she says like, go to sleep, sweetheart, pray for brains. And I I don't know. It just helps me. Like, I just feel more organized and clean that way. So once I start getting confused on my book, that's when I'm like, I pull out the Sharpie pen. I pull out the golden girls book or the friends book. And I just, I, my handwriting is even a little different. I write in all caps for some reason, this pen just I, I call it like my miracle pen. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Am I so maybe I am a little weird. I don't know. <laughs> I gave up on trying to outline like writing because my handwriting is chicken scratch. It's so bad. She would so, rather have me handwrite for her. A different yeah. pen. <laughs> I never <laughs> use that pen. I love that pen. It's one of my favorite pens, but I have, well, you can't see it right now, but I have a lot of sticky notes like over here in the corner. And half the time, I don't even know what they say because I'll write them at like two in the morning when I'm delusionally tired. And then I'll wake up and I'll look at it and be like, what in the fuck was I trying to tell myself? This is so <laughs> stupid. So yeah, but then I keep it just in case I'm like, oh, I remember what that was now. But yeah, I'm the worst for that. The worst. Yeah. Um, so like, what do you like to do when you're not writing? Um, I sometimes, I go to bingo. <laughs> I love bingo. I'm so here for it. Why don't we live in the same city? But this is like big bingo. <laughs> That's the fun stuff. We have a we have two casinos nearby, and yeah. they're both like 20 minutes away. And so it's I mean, there's like room for like a thousand people in there. Holy it's like major shit. bingo. I don't go on the major nights because that's a lot of money, but I like to go and, you know, on a regular night and I do that. And then just with, I'm with my kids most of the time. So I have some young ones. Uh, um, I have a seven-year-old and a one and a half year old. So the one and a half year olds with me all day. <laughs> oh my so. goodness. Yeah. Yes. Love them. Not so for bingo's me. your mom time. It's fine. Like we're, yeah, that's like, <laughs> I know I've never been one to like, and I'm also a little bit older now, so I don't, you know. <laughs> Everybody needs me time. It doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. Personally, I can say that I've never played bingo outside of like a school setting. Um, I've never been like, because I grew up in a really small town. We don't have a casino that has a thousand people yeah. <laughs> I've played bingo at the world. like the firehouses they do them I've played at those before too I'm a purse bingo never had that happen before our firehouse would not even know when start like where to start at a bingo place we have that we have bingo world here you live in Baltimore you live in a big nice. I have two casinos right near me horseshoe and and the uh Arundel Mills one you live in a big ass Maryland live city. Okay. I did not. We the had cool a dollar general and five subways. <laughs> the cool thing is, is like, I've kind of turned it into a thing. Like my sister-in-law, she lives in Texas and she comes up to visit. Yeah. And so that's like our thing that we do together because I cannot bring my husband. He, we call <laughs> the numbers too fast for me. He's like, there's too much. There's too much going on. I don't have the time to like, <laughs> I love it. See, the yeah. place here has like the computer so you can get the computer too and still do your oh, cards. Yeah. And I'm like, 
I'm gonna go play bingo. Oh my god, I have so much fun. We should and all go like sometime. Bucks. Yes, <laughs> when I come visit Connecticut, because listen, I literally am in Connecticut. Like, well, relatively the first. This is the first year that I've went and seen her because of COVID and everything like that. But I'm gonna say right now, this next coming year, I'm gonna be in COVID. Like, I'm gonna be in Connecticut like 80 percent of my life. <laughs> and then we're gonna be in. We're gonna be in um, where uh Salem. Yes, nice. we're going to Massachusetts. We're getting with you with it in 2023. Um, yeah, for the book signing. Thinking about, but you know, whatever. Anyways, um, so what is the weirdest thing that you've ever had to Google for a book? This is my favorite question for all. Oh. I had one that I Googled for my newest book, but I feel like it it would ruin. Oh no! <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had some really weird answers. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of like the ones that, um, the hard, one of the hardest ones was there is in my second, the second book in my romantic suspense series, yeah. he's a chef at this fancy restaurant. And I've worked at a bunch of restaurants before, um, before I started writing, but this was like high upscale. And so I, I Googled like, what's a fancy fish to eat? How is it? like Chilean sea bass or something oh, was, that was my second option <laughs> yeah. like Gordon Ramsay in that bitch yeah. we've had so. people on here say butt stuff and they use their incognito mode <laughs> we've had people google weird shit about murders I and they included flushing people down toilets <laughs> sure did I don't even care I don't even use incognito mode anymore my FBI agent knows what I'm doing so it's <laughs> <laughs> I watch I watch a lot of investigation shows and oh, like yeah. they always we no, went on the computer and we found the search history go, they don't go through like okay so I watch I am Criminal Minds is like my safety comfort show you know I just put it on go to sleep to it put it on oh, that's just, outlander to me <laughs> I literally love Criminal Minds um and I also watch like Law and Order SVU CSI Miami like I'm very much into Dexter I'm very much into like that but they never go in enough detail for me to like use this as viable information, you know? So it's like, it's like, you got to go in deeper. It's like, She's like I- what exactly are you looking for on my computer? Looking for some very sketchy things. I'm telling you the best answer we ever had for that one was Rachel uh, when they, and what's her face when they were like, can you use butter as lube? Oh, uh, Rachel Lee and Sarah Kate, <laughs> when they were talking about floor using butter as lube. I was like, yeah, you can't different if you girl a yeast infection. But they were asking because they were, it's like a reverse harem and they were having sex on a kitchen table, like a really hard, like granite kitchen table. And they were trying to think of like something near them on the kitchen table. They could oh my God. And they're like, oh, well, butter dish. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, just have one of them get up and go grab lube. Like, like have it in the kitchen drawer or something. Well, there's multiples. There's four of them, literally. Have one of them. You're not going to miss one of them to go grab some lube. While the <laughs> well, now they're writing five. I'm here for it. I'm but here like, for it. How many are we going to add to this? The best answer. It was so funny. I've never laughed so hard in my life. All right, Stevie. Their answer is way better than mine. <laughs> Listen, I feel like their, their answer is better than anybody's answer, including mine included. Like, that is the best answer ever. <laughs> and it was and, an answer we were least expecting. We were oh, not expecting it. Came out of fucking nowhere. I was like, what? Not, I, no. 
was not expecting it. All right, Stevie, take it away with reading questions. Okay, so what book has your favorite cover? Now, this can be one of yours or somebody else's. That is a loaded question. It always is. We like to ask them. (laughs) Nobody else is going to ask you the hardest. No one else is going to ask them. Gosh. I mean, I'd have to say my newest book, The Rules of Heartbreak, is my favorite one so far, just because I've been wanting to do a cover with like such bright contrasting colors like that one is like with the magenta and then like the teal it's um it's hard for me to pick another's book (laughs) (laughs) there's so many good ones um I mean I love all of Colleen Hoover's covers I think have you seen the one for November 9th and for all your perfects the one she's getting ready ready, yeah I honestly I love the original ones I love the I have the original all your perfects but I am so here for this new one with the purple. I need it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm going to, I already know she's signing in Vegas when we go to love in Vegas next year. And I'm like, I'm going to need to like pick 30 Colleen Hoover books. This yeah. girl catfishes me with them covers. She catfishes you with those covers. Okay. She catfishes you with those covers. She MJ catfishes. just read her first Colleen catfishes. Hoover book. Oh, you did. Yeah, and you pick up anything with else, and you're like, "This is gonna be sweet and happy and cute." Wrong. No, just gonna rip your heart out and stomp gonna, on it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> she read. She. Oh, that was your fish. first one. <laughs> it is the biggest catfish cover ever. Look at it. I mean, kudos to her, right? No, she some, does that. Some innocent woman is gonna be looking at Barnes and Noble and be like, "Oh, this looks like such a nice little book." Fucked in the head. Fucked. <laughs> wait until you read verity and it's like listen i want everybody to know that as i speak so aggressively about it i loved the book like (laughs) nobody get it wrong i (laughs) loved the book i'm just pissed off that i was we literally (laughs) recommended this book we told her nothing about it we just said this is the book you have to read me and kat were like we convinced her to do it she did it she took a video a time-lapse video of her reading i was i I had to take a minute afterwards i think the reason i was so pissed off is because i am really good at like usually guessing what happens right I'm very much that person in the movie theater at the skit with the scary movie that's like he did it yeah yeah (laughs) not with this book like (laughs) no all of her books are like that so be prepared I was like this Um, oh has got me fucked up because I was I'm telling you wait until you read Verity because I started reading it and I was like okay I I think I know what's gonna go down I think I I was like and then the casserole dish oh no what I was like, I don't understand. This was not the, what I was expecting, Colleen. Yeah, so, I met her a few years ago. I went to her bookstore because um, my family's from the Dallas area. So yeah. she lives not far out of, or the bookstore is not far out of there. And she met up with me and I met her and she's the sweetest person. Very, very reserved, but very um, So I can tell you a fun story about how sweet she is. So one of the authors I work for, which is Kat Singleton, And we talk about this on the podcast all the time because she's actually been on, but Kat's husband, when he proposed to her, he actually emailed Colleen and had her send him a video for his proposal. Oh, that's so cool. So she was involved in the proposal. She's obsessed with Colleen. So it was not a surprise. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Fletcher's trying to do that with Stephen King, but we still haven't heard back, so... (laughs) 
<laughs> you guys have been married for like two years. <laughs> yeah, it's not in our bag, but it's all right. Is it's he okay. romantic? No, but if, you know, <laughs> I would have taken like him like telling you like a spooky story by the fire of like, you know, <laughs> just, you know, like marry him or goodbye. You know, like I'd have been like, oh, okay. Well, Turn the proposal into a story, a scary yeah, story. I'd been like, that would be cool. Yeah, but we haven't heard back, so whatever. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So, um, what attracts you to a book? The cover, the blurb, the recommendation, or the title? Ugh. Um, mostly the blurb and the cover. I would say the cover um will usually tell me if it's like in the realm of what I enjoy reading. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. It's been recently that we've had, like, this is our second blurb answer. Yeah, we're getting more blurbs again. Yeah. Blurbs <laughs> are usually, like, the, the out of the norm, apparent. Like, I didn't know that. I really I thought, I feel like a lot of people answer blurb right away. Oh, they do not. Not they on our not. show. It's <laughs> always cover. It's cover, <laughs> recommendation for others. And then title, and then and blurb. And then blurb. Huh. Yeah, it's like you don't know nothing about the damn book though like you could be picking up uh, like Colleen Hoover for example <laughs> I mean shit you don't know like my ultimate goal when I find a book to read on Amazon is I read all the bad reviews mm-hmm. and then I, I download the book and read it and I end up loving it that's awesome because <laughs> I feel like some I hate to call out some of the bloggers I'm not attacking you all some bloggers just don't know how to write a good review <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Another cover that fucked me, that fucked me was two covers actually. So Kate Stewart's, uh, the Raven hood trilogy, those covers, you have no idea what you're getting into when you get into those. <laughs> and then <laughs> fucking Penelope Douglas credence. That, that cover came out. It's like, what in the fuck? Nobody expected that. Shit. Nobody expects anything when that you open that book, which is great. I love, I love when I get to open up a book and I'm like, look at the book. And it's like, was this covered wrong? Like, <laughs> what am I reading? But I like really it. supposed to happen. It's like, I like it. Do I like it? I think I like this. I think I like it. So yeah, I like, I like being surprised by a cover in a book. Yeah. So who are some of your favorite authors to read? This is your chance to shout out your friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to start a little bit bigger, like Brittany Cherry. Um, mostly these are authors who like made me want to be an author. Yeah. So Brittany Cherry, Colleen Hoover, along those lines. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love reading um, Ashley Munoz. I know, um, yeah, she was on, we, we co-wrote a book together, but I love reading her books. Our writings, our styles are so different yeah. yet. Um, I just enjoy reading her books. Um, oh God, there's so many. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It's so hard for me to narrow down list. She's yeah. so much fun to hang out with too. Oh, Winter Renshaw. I love reading hers. Oh, I love Winter I Renshaw. I love her <laughs> books. What every single it? one I pick up. I haven't read all of them. There's so many. But every time I pick up one of her books, I'm just like drawn. I don't know. She sucks what? me in. She has that series. What is it freaking called? I just started reading Pricked. Hold up. I got a good Google. I got a good reads it because it's like it, it I'm going to make you take it to the top of your list of winter Renshaw books to read because okay. it's phenomenal. I read the worst best man. No, was that the one? 
This is the. So I like her. I had to double check it, but it's Royal Rixton, the Rixton Fall series. Yeah, those are good too. Rixton Fall. I love that that. series. No, the ones that you, the one that you need to fucking, it is the Rixton Fall series. Yes. Because look at him. Oh, he's take take that to the top of your winter windshawl. Okay. The Rixton Fall series. It's so good. And then when you get to Filthy, oh my god. I love her books. They're so good. Yeah, they are. There's something about her. I don't know her, the, the words she uses. I don't know. She draws me in. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I, I think I'm obsessed it, with this cover. And the cover. Yeah. Her covers oh, are like just. That. They're all fucking like that. Yeah. <gasps> I, just I love the that cover she for ended Pricks. Up putting Love is not a fairy tale. Pricked is amazing. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I would lick every inch of this man's body. <laughs> okay so do you prefer e-reader or physical copies oh i i love e-readers but at the same time i love physical copies there's nothing like a physical copy i recently went to books a million and i picked up a court of thorn and roses which is a little i've never i haven't read too much fantasy romance (laughs) so i I am loving it and I'm so glad I got it in paperback. Like there's Uh-oh. just some books. Have you just started it? Like you're just on a quarter? Uh, I'd say about I'm a quarter of the way through. But you're on the first book? Yeah, I'm on the first oh. book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I wish I had gotten further. We could... no, 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 Just no. message me when you get to like, message me when you get halfway through book two. <laughs> uh, and then like, I want you to tell me how much your perspective shifts. I just want to be honest with you. Don't trust Sarah J. Mass at all, at all. Okay. None, zero zilch. Okay. Because yeah. that woman will have you in love with the wrong people. <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah. It's okay. Are you on, ha- are you on TikTok? Yeah. Have you seen more people have like recommended a court and thorns and roses and they have their friends reading it and they're like reading and they're like, Oh my God, like I love so-and-so. And they're like, Oh God. Uh, oh no. You- now I'm going to like speed read this thing. Cause <laughs> just you wait, pal, just you wait. It's really good though. It is. Yeah. Really good um, after you finish it, um, which it'd probably take you fucking forever. Cause there's like 80 books in it, but she has a throne of glass series her tog series i think is so i think it would have been better suited for television it's more i like it more than a court of throne roses because i think it's less romance driven and more like plot heavy and i love books like that and plus rowan whitethorn is the love of my fucking life yeah and he's in, <laughs> and he is in my reverse harem so yeah definitely gotta put it yeah it's really good so i think you nice. will love it you're I'll just gonna be like, <laughs> I can't wait. I love when people start reading it because I'm like, oh God. <laughs> I know. It's so hard for me to find the time. Like, I try to fit reading in so much, mm-hmm. but with writing, you know, like it's a constant battle okay. with yourself. <laughs> you have to get her to so read cool. your book. Mine? Yes. Oh, I was like, for a second, I was like, what are you talking about? I don't write. Because um, <laughs> we were talking about Sarah J. Mass. You just threw me off guard. Which one? The Lies We Steal. Oh yeah, that one is really good. It's dark romance. It's like dark suspense. Thriller. I'll read it. Yeah. Show Here's off the book. cover because I'm obsessed with that cover. It's my favorite cover. Nice. Thank you. I love it. I love that one. Yeah. It's a great cover. Um, anyway, so we're going to shift to trope questions, which is our favorite section of the Ooh, podcast. I'm excited. 
Yeah. Even though it is sadly the last portion, but we like these questions. Um, so what is your favorite trope to write and why? You can be as specific or as non-specific as you'd like. Um, I love to write the enemies to lovers. Um I didn't realize that it was something that I really enjoyed doing. Like I said, like when I wrote see-through, I didn't intentionally set out to write them butting heads so much and him such a jerk to her <laughs> in the you know, half of the book. Yeah. But um, I just, I enjoy that back and forth so much. I feel like once you write enemies to lovers for the first time, it's like, how do you ever go back to writing characters that like each other? <laughs> I feel like it's kind of wrong. Like the guy needs to be, I don't know. It's like, what is this insta love? What is this? What is this? Ew, they like each other? Gross. No. <laughs> um, I don't think I'll ever be able to, well, I don't know. I'm going to have to learn how to do it because I have books coming up that are not enemies to lovers, but like, oh, it's just going to be so difficult because yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> I will say the second chance was fun. Um, my the my upcoming release, The Rules of Heartbreak, is not a second chance. Mm -hmm. And that was a little bit more um, interesting. It's a next door neighbor, enemies to lovers. Mm -hmm. But um, which that was a fun aspect to yeah, take on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I loved the second chance. Like I said, like I enjoyed going back to Charlie and Asher when they were younger. Like it was yeah. fun. And that they had that, as adults, they had that as ammunition against each other. I don't know. You don't have that with a fresh couple. <laughs> I think that, so I used to love second chance because I love the angst that comes with it because they know so much about each other. Like they know the, the insides and outs of, you know, the other person. And I think knowing those things about each other is like their way of like how that couple was different from every other couple in the world or whatever. And I used to love second chances, but now I love second chance enemies to love her so much more. Like when they're friends, they fuck something up and then they really hate each other. And then they go to like lovers because I'm currently writing one like that. And it's like, like you said, they use it instead of like in a loving way, they yeah. use it as ammunition. It's like, remember that time in third grade? <laughs> like, third grade. <laughs> yeah, hold that against me. <laughs> yeah, remember that time you peed the bed when you were seven? You know, like I like obviously it's like varying degrees but I love I love that and it's, yeah it makes for the best banter yeah so sure. what what is one trope you would eventually like to write and why oh eventually like to write um well <laughs> I'm kind of like thinking about this already I would love to write like a fake relationship Okay. Oh, I love, I love me a fake relationship. Or a fake marriage, arranged marriage, something like that. Like marriage of convenience. Give yeah. Oh, Jimmy. I like um, marriage in Vegas too is another one that I absolutely love. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's not like a huge trope for me. Like it's usually a secondary trope for me. Like I don't, I, like I said, like Stevie, I don't go like looking for it. Like I don't go like oh, yeah, I do. all of the fake relationship romances. Like if it's a trope that is involved in the book, it's not like I'll be like, ew, but it's not like something that I go seeking for. It's like I go seeking the seeker babies. God, I fucking can't. I can't with you. With the <laughs> um, so what is one trope you'll never write and why? Um, so I have not like, obviously these books are great. Yeah. But personally, me, I don't think I would no, ever write reverse harem. I fucking knew it, dude. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I, I, that's why I prefaced it with. <laughs> I can literally always tell. 
I can. We have a theory. This podcast is known because, like, has become a theory when we ask this question because either it's either the authors don't will never write a reverse harem, but they'll write a surprise baby, or or vice versa, reverse harem and never write a secret baby. Um, but I can usually tell if somebody is not is going to answer that question as reverse harem by the third writing question. I know by the third writing question. If you're going to tell me that reverse harem is a trope, you'll never write. I don't know. I just do. I just very, I can very much so pick on the vibe of you very much are the type of person who it's like, I can't share. I don't like it when they share. Yeah. It's, it's that, it. well, it's, and I, and I pinpoint it to this one thing and I think it's, so there was this book I read and I won't say it was a great book, but I don't want to like call that book out um, because it was great. But I got like halfway through it and I didn't, and it was paperback. I bought it at a store. I didn't like read a bunch of reviews online or anything like that. I bought it. I started, I was really into it. And then all of a sudden there were like that scene came up with them sharing. And I was disappointed because I wasn't, I didn't know that yeah. that's what I was getting into. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you yeah. said, like sometimes like the, you're not actively seeking it out. So I wasn't actively seeking out reverse harem. And then I started reading it and I was like, oh, why? (laughs) There are two types of people in the world. There are the ones that go, oh, why? And they're the ones like, yeah, girl. I like this guy and now she's sharing him with this other guy. There's just too many body parts and holes for me for reverse harem. And I'm just like, I don't know where people belong or what they're doing or what holes being used. I'm just done. You got multiple holes for a reason. That's all I gotta say. And now, yeah, but then there's too many people tied with it, though. That that's there's now this experience tied with that, though. So now, like when I think of writing, like I don't know, I just don't think I would ever write one. No, Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I totally, I absolutely, I totally understand. However, I will say that um, I feel like a lot of people uh, think that reverse harem is just like a like a smut thing, right? And don't yeah. There are definite books where it's just straight smut, okay? Like the Vipers. Like the Vipers. <laughs> uh, 400 pages of somebody smut smut. <laughs> but I will say that there are so many really good reverse harems that have made me really love the genre, the trope in general, because the way people lay it out, it very much so is like this, like the girl normally has like multiple pieces of herself and each of these guys like aid her in some type of way emotionally like they give her different pieces of herself that she hasn't like had and I'm like oh my god me and my eight personalities are loving this <laughs> like, yeah. like I love all of I feel this. like it's like brother husbands and I'm just not okay <laughs> I am I am and then I get pissed off when I'm reading love triangles it's like girl just choose both uh, Damn. Now, love triangles, I love. Now I love me a good love triangle. I love a reverse harem. I don't even care. I don't care. I love it. You got multiple holes for a That's reason. awesome. And <laughs> I think I very much, I mean, obviously I'm in a monogamous marriage. Let me just clarify by saying that uh, me and my husband are not in an open marriage. Um, <laughs> however, however, I very much am the person that is like open to uh, like people who are in like polyamorous relationships. And I totally understand why people do it. I have eight personalities. I would love to have a different boyfriend for each of those. (laughs) Instead of my poor husband having to deal with all of eight of them at the same time, (laughs) he needs a break. (laughs) All right. So uh, if you, wait, oh my God, wait, is that your question or mine? Yes, that is my question. question. Go, go, go. Sorry, sorry, my bad. 
So if you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? Ooh. I'm going to go. Reverse harem. I don't know if I could handle all the reverse harem. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can you I guess what I write one, but I wouldn't mind being in one. No. Um, okay. uh, I don't know if I could handle all the angst like of the books that I write. So yeah. maybe go low key and like romantic comedy would be fun. Um, or a friends to lovers. Say right now. What about like those those vacation, like summer vacation, like you get stuck together. Yeah, on like pro- close proximity. Like yeah, a- close proximity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mine's definitely reverse harem. I definitely want that for my life. That's 100%. I am going the billionaire route because um, Ooh, money can buy good. happiness <laughs> and it can buy me a hell of a lot of books. Um, I'm going to go reverse harem because if I want a billionaire in that reverse harem, then I have one. <laughs> well, billionaire, you got it all. You got like the true love because that comes with, you know, romance. Right, but then he could also be a baseball player. He could also be a pop star, rock star, whatever I want him to be. So. The thing is, I don't need him to be one thing. I've got five. <laughs> I've got, I've got a got reverse harem pegged down to five characters from yeah. five different books. So <laughs> I have a variety of the spice of life. Um, and I will die by that. <laughs> that is the trope that I want for my life. And not to mention that not only do I have five different guys with five different personalities, I could have a different trope for each one of them boys. Billionaire, enemy to lovers, friends to lovers, second one of them could be a second chance. The other one oh, is best friend. The other one has <laughs> fucking wings. So I have them all taken care of. Um Secret baby? <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> If I ever get in a reverse harem, my tubes are zipped up. No children for moi. Um, however, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. The, that is the last question that we have for you tonight. However, that was super, this has been super fun and you have been so amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and talking. It has been fun. Thank you. Um, oh shit, I forgot. This Oh, by the way, before you leave, we like to let our authors have a few minutes to talk about themselves. If you have a book coming out soon or a sale or anything important, this is your time to talk about that and let our listeners know where they can find you. All right. Well, I have my enemies to lovers next door neighbor romance. It's the first book in the heartbreak series and it releases um, December 2nd on Amazon. It'll be in Kindle Unlimited on release day, but it is available for pre-order at a special price. After release, the price will go up. Um, And the other two books will be coming out in 2022. I'm hoping the second book will be in the spring. I don't wanna leave it hanging too long. Not that this (laughs) cliffhanger. but you can find all of my books on kindle unlimited all right and well, Amazon. oh sorry sorry my bad i thought you were done but oh, no, so, yeah thank you so much again for joining us and coming on and talking to us and uh, we hope to chat with you again soon thank you for having me this was so much fun <laughs>